Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting gis on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. What's up, buddy? What's up, episode man? Episode 36, how are you? Good, good, how are you? Good, hanging in there another week. Another week Same. we're talking about chatting about the uh, the controversial match over the weekend where Hulk got choked out at the very end of the match and I don't know. Okay, allegedly, so first- allegedly, some people said it was after the bell, but now looking back at it, it looks like maybe during live action it was actually before the, yeah. the buzzer, and it was actually legit. But the TV timing was off. I don't know if any, you know, if you guys saw this, but it was a good match. I mean, they were just good right match. at the end. He took his back and he got it sunk in the choke right at the last second. He was out, man. That was so, that's what but, I was gonna say. That was clean technique right there. I mean, he was yeah. he was like on his side, one arm, like a one arm rear naked. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, man. You doesn't get it. I mean, put put a dude out, and it, it might have just been one of those things where Hulk thought he was uh, gonna survive. Maybe he knew there was only a few seconds left or something, you know. But all of a sudden, he was a clock like, on the ceiling, and <laughs> he, was he was count, choking. countdown count, countdown timer. Yeah, crazy. But that's been all the controversy: Lucas Barbosa versus Mark uh, Diniz. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, man. It gets stir. You there's a muckraker amongst the jujitsu community <laughs> that stirs stirs a little bit of this controversy up, which uh, people for, love. For people love controversy. Yeah, and, for better you know, or worse. Yeah, exactly. But it's one know. of those things. Like everyone just on social media, you can just see people just jump to one side or the other. It's like, yeah. what side do you like? You know, all the Marcelo Garcia that side of people those supporters of Diniz he's it's like no he got the choke you know of course Gordon Ryan is against Altos, oh, yeah. so he was he was like how do you how do you get choked out and win the match which is true you know it's like 
which is definitely true now that they look back and people are saying that they there was more of like a timing issue with the broadcast or something and mm -hmm. so it led people to believe maybe it was after the buzzer but then it ended up being regulation and it's like who's who's there like where's the like who is the governing body how come no one is yeah. they're making the call at that time or did they not notice what like i don't know what the real story is i haven't really heard it it's just a bunch of gossip even from like flow grappling and stuff it doesn't there's no real information yeah you know but, i saw somebody online that was saying to alleviate this problem in the future is for a match like that you say if you're within the last minute of regulation and somebody gets a dominant position like that you or a choke pos choking position, you can add to add an extra minute. And I was like, "Well, oh man, you can just dude extrapolate I, that." You know, I it's know. Like, then it then it becomes like almost subjective of what's a good Ex choke. Exactly. And, you know, so. so just let the regulation play out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just be on be on top of it. You know, if there's ten seconds left, you better as a referee be looking. I mean, looking at the clock and being very aware of exactly what timing is going on there. I mean, it's going to yep. happen eventually, you know? I mean, it's like any other. It's like MMA, you know? The last, sometimes the guys just lay off for the last tech, 10 seconds, but sometimes it's like, that's, that's it. 10 seconds left in the fight. And that's what he did on this one. He's like, I was going for it, you know? Yep. Crazy, weird, but I don't know. It's, that's jujitsu competition these days. It's, it's always some it, kind of weird drama going on. Always some sort of weird drama. And it's just like a reflection of. It's, it's almost a reflection of society that everybody has to just be on one side or another. And it's like just clashes in the comments. Everybody's yeah. just one got that got one hot take and yeah, or another hot take and whatever. You know, it's I, like, I just it's like that with everything, right? It's yeah, just, exactly. I'm just social happy, media. Hey. It just fuels that across every aspect of life. It's everyone's on a team now, you know. Yep. It's. I, I watched the last BJJ know. Stars uh, competition, and I thought it was a solid. It was a solid platform, solid competition. Um, yeah. The it has event, been. you know, it has been, and the uh, <laughs> the uh, well, both of those both of those competitions have had good quality competitors and shoot even bjj stars now is probably loving all this controversy because mm -hmm. for them it's just oh yeah it's promotion. just it's just promotion you know it's just people talking about their their uh giving giving mm -hmm. them free publicity you know so they better go throw another one on real quick do you know where that one on was this. somewhere down in brazil i don't know where it was that's at. what i thought i thought it was yeah. in brazil because it was in association with some other tournament they had down there yeah, yeah, there's uh, B I think the ones are in Brazil. Uh, BJJ Stars is down there. There's another one, BJJ Bet. BJJ Bet is down there, which they had a pretty good promotion not long ago. And I, I mean, I don't think Copa Copa Podio has done anything in a while. Yeah, but they were they were doing some pretty good promotions for a little bit too. So. More, way more content now than there. It's the past. unbelievable. I mean, yeah, there's just quality. And well, WNO was a couple of weeks ago with My Mikey Musumeci. Yeah, the, and one uh, a big one great. coming up. Yeah, yeah. Mikey looks some. Mikey 
crazy. I was. I put a comment on. Uh, <laughs> it might have been on Reddit that I. I think Mikey. I think Mikey is the pound for pound best grappler in jujitsu right now. I think he's better than Gordon technically. I think his mm-hmm. mind is. I. I think he is pound for pound the best grappler on the planet right now. I don't. I. I don't think. I don't he's think so if good. you. If you. I wish this could happen. You could normalize the weights between those two. Cause yeah. I mean, I don't think Gordon would beat him. I, I think he's, I think Mikey is technically <laughs> yeah. better and his mind is more. I think, I think he's just, it's hard more, to say. It is. They're I, both that, so great. That's my personal. And Gordon, take, Gordon you know? is, Gordon is, Gordon has more experience with legs for sure. A hundred percent. Cause Mikey just started and, but he's now just starting he's put, to get into that game. I know. I know. That's yeah. the crazy. Like his match against uh, Junior Casio, man. That dude is no mm-hmm. joke. That dude is one of the top leg lockers in yeah, in jiu jitsu. Exactly. And he that that, that guy was, could, that was his last could, fight, right? Yep. He could mm-hmm. not get anything going on Mikey, and it was I, I, then at the end when Mikey wanted to stand up, when Mikey wanted to uh, like play a passing game, it was like he just turned it on and went right to that. Right to that um, that mounted modified Darce guillotine type yeah. type thing. I, another couple of seconds, he would have finished that. It was un- unbelievable. He's just a little jujitsu nerd. That's all For he sure. does. Literally all he does. All I day. become acquaintances and friends with one of his black belts. Um, and he texted me, I was like, congratulations to you. He was there for the fight and coaching Mikey and he was there the whole leading up to it, training with him. He said, you would not believe it's insane how much the guy prepared for that fight. Like even this guy, my, his name's Danny. He, he was telling me, he was just like the amount of preparation this Mikey did for this is off the charts. Like just tons of mental study and training on the mats. Like. And very focused on learning this new game, which he just looked like. And he was like, you know, the last couple of times, like, I'm not really satisfied with my performance yet. And so, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he went against, Crazy. Uh, what's his name? Luca, was it Lucas Pinero? Yeah. From Atos, his last one. Submitted him, he, for the first heel hook, his first heel yeah, hook. Yeah, exactly. Uh, submitted him in like a minute, like just under a minute, I think. Crazy. Was it, He's dude, so good. And here's the crazy part. That dude is not even affiliated with a team right now. He's training in his garage. I know. <laughs> How crazy is that? That That's what kind of makes the argument where he could just be pound for pound the best. Because it's like he doesn't even. It's literally just jujitsu wizardry. Like mm-hmm. coming out of the garage. Like literally out of your parents' basement. Just this genius kid, you know, doing jujitsu. Yeah. It's crazy. There's but, uh, a- it's, it's so exciting to know like. We're gonna get so many more years of that too. It's like talk oh, about yeah. the this guy's level is just gonna go off the chart being so young. All all these guys, you know, it's hard to believe that Gordon's only like twenty five. Yeah, Mikey's what twenty four, maybe. Yeah, something like that. It's like it's hard to believe sometimes. Like you have so much more. I mean, so much more time to become so much greater. Of them, I know. Literally, they're not in their prime. When you're younger, you might think you're in your prime there, but they've got plenty of time to improve your body, improve your physicality, mm-hmm. your jujitsu, obviously. But to be so young and so good, these guys, man, I, my, I just, I envy that situation because I didn't even discover jujitsu until I was a, you know, grown, 
grown ass man. So, um, I, man, I, I love it. I, I've been really watching a lot of, I watched some, um, uh, some amateur stuff this weekend with, um, American nationals. Mm-hmm. So I had some friends competing there and stuff. And, you know, one thing that pissed me off was I'm getting all these ads on flow grappling. I don't know. Do you, have, do you use flow grappling? Like I this used to not be, the, and it used to not be the case. Now the last is, couple of times I've been on there, I literally missed. This is what happened. This, I swear to God, this happened. I'm watching someone, one of my friends compete and it was a ref's, de- ref's decision. This is somebody I know ref's decision. They stand up. The ref is about to give the decision and a commercial came on. Are you, I'm like, dude, are you serious? Dude, this is my pet peeve. I don't even understand. I'm paying for a subscription. Why am I get seeing commercials constantly, you know? So it's like, that just pissed me off. So I, I actually Googled it because I was like, are other people experiencing? And of course, everyone's just like, this is a yep. total scam, you know? And it's disappointing because, you know, they have such a huge market share. You know, they they kind of corner the market on They're, this whole. It's monopolized it is what Yeah, exactly. Do. At this point. I mean, there's other promotions, but who else has a jujitsu app on every phone and, you know, online it that that's acceptable they're on that flow sports platform which benefits them greatly but yeah come on you know dude like, that's like my especially pet during a match it makes no sense it's so stupid uh, dude i'm paying f- i'm paying i'm paying for premium content i don't want ads the reason i'm paying for it yeah. is because i don't want ads like either raise your rates which i'm not against people raising their rates the, raise your I'll rates. pay an ad free rate. I will, I will pay one hundred percent. I will pay an ad free rate. You know, either you know, have tier, do something, but I will pay for a premium service without ads. That's why I pay for I pay for several premium services, so I don't have to deal with ads. I yeah. hate ads. I do too. You know, I don't. I, hate, I don't. I have cable or so I have nothing that has ads. I will. I refuse, even though my businesses can use ads, but I'm not it. Every ad I ever see has no bearing on what I'm, you know, it's yeah. like, I don't need to see this Buick car. Ad. Like, that's so stupid. Sometimes people, businesses waste so much money on ads. I, I believe it's a big waste. Like, if you're not targeting sure. well enough, but because most people just tune it out or tune it off, you know, and it's like, even if I don't, even if you're going to do the ad, it's like, put it, I can't believe it would kept breaking into like the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't understand them. Like, what is going on here? How can they even think that's normal? This isn't cut for a commercial break in the middle of a jujitsu match, you know? It's so stupid. So I had to literally, on two fights, I had to go back and search the person's name to see what happened in the fight. Two, two times, you know? It did this. I don't know. It's goofy. It used to not be like that. So I don't know when the ads started. But when I first started paying for flow a few years back or whatever it was, uh, there was no ads at all. Yeah. So for sure. So flow, flow grappling. If you're listening to this right now, (laughs) if we, we are, we are paying for a premium content ad free. And you could, you could say that having ads on your paid subscription is poor etiquette. There you go. There we go. <laughs> Speaking of etiquette. Yeah. Just roll, roll right into our topic for the day. That's right. Speaking that's of hilarious. poor etiquette. That is. That's poor. That's definitely a poor choice. Um, 
I don't know, man. Crazy. Etiquette. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were talking a little bit about etiquette and just some, uh, as you know, you go through training, it's like we both had a couple instances where people are, it came up just, you know, is it okay to do this or well, should I be doing this? You know, when I'm training and we talked about it several weeks ago and it's funny. I have, well, more than more like several months ago is one of our first yeah. episodes. And I had a funny story that happened actually to me today because I was coaching and probably like, you know, everybody starts filing in like 15 minutes prior to class and stretching. And once, once the class, you know, the scheduled class time starts, we start doing a kind of official warm up. And, you know, after that episode, most everyone's always on time, but you know, there's always, even at my school. So obviously these guys are listening to the podcast or have heard about that episode where I was so adamant on people not being late. That was one of the big points of that podcast because I've just never been late like that. Like, yeah, you know, there's probably, you know, if, if, and that's what happened today. It's like, so what happened was, and you remember in the podcast, we were talking about constant tardiness, you know, and how mm-hmm. it disrupts, it really disrupts the vibe. It disrupts the class, depending on when you come in, you know, it's like, why are you special? Right. Why are you special yep. that you're constantly yep. coming in late and distracting from, even if the instructor has to turn around one time and what, and wave you on the mat or notice you over there when you're instructing that's like a distraction come on you know Mm -hmm. so and that's that's also why like at our school for a while gustavo would just be like on competition classes and stuff Mm. if you didn't get there on time the doors were locked up front yeah you don't come in so if you're not serious enough about competing um in that or training to compete you know and and it's that's what it is it's like it doesn't take yep. much, but some people just cannot be on time. It's it's amazing, yep. you know? And I have clients like this too, where they book appointments. And I've literally had clients that are late for six, every single appointment for, where we're for six months yep. to a year, where we're literally like, should we just schedule them 15 minutes earlier? And so that we know they're, they're going to be here at the time, you know, it's like, yeah, just can't be bothered. But the funny story was, was, so I had my phone, I, was, I had my phone like, off the mat there and you know everyone's warming up and stuff and i got a text and it was one of my one of our students there one of one of the guys and basically it was like hey i it's only like you know this is like 10 minutes before class or whatever he's like i'm I'm gonna be i just want to let, let you know i'm gonna be late i totally forgot my my gear and i have to turn around and go get it so i was like no problem no worries so he comes in and he's super nice guy and he's never late. Like, he'll, you know, he's like the, he's perfect student, you know, does everything right, you know, and he's very respectful. And so he comes in and I didn't even make a deal out of it at all. You know, I knew he was going to be late. So he comes in like, I don't even know, five, 10 minutes late. And I wave him onto the mat. He comes on, starts training. And then of course, right. The next thing, next time he could say something, he's like, sorry, you know, sorry, I'm late. I'm hey, no, nope, no big deal. You know, that, that type of thing is acceptable. That's not yeah. what we're talking about, you know? It's like I've we've all forgotten gear or whatever, whether you have to bar whatever it is, you know. It's like mm-hmm. it's when it's every single time. Yeah. It's like when you're not getting the clue that everyone's training already and you're now coming in. Like that to me is I just don't understand that. Yeah. Like I always sure. picture it like when I was in the corporate world, it's like 
And there would be people like this, by the way. Totally. There was, there was a guy, an older gentleman who was older than me. He had been in the business for a long time. He just never got the clue that it's probably not cool when you come into a room, a, literally a meeting full of 40, 50 people, and everyone looks at you every single time, every week, for a year and year <laughs> and year. <laughs> it's like... You literally, this guy had the, his whole reputation was that he could not be on time. Everyone you know, talked about him behind his back. Everyone knew. And he was just so nice all the time to everyone. No one really, he, no one probably ever even said anything to him, but it was like, God, just clueless, you know, just that, yeah. that type is like, it can't be, it's not acceptable in a jujitsu academy. We've already talked about that. It's like. You only have a certain amount of time to learn there, you know, and same thing, wherever you're, whatever kind of education you're getting, you know, if I was walking into my college courses every, every time late, it's disrespectful, you know, and the, the teacher's sure. going to probably tell you something, tell you that. Yeah. Um, so the funny part was, is this, this guy, he, had, you know, so he already apologized, me, t- apologized twice. I'm like, dude, it's cool. You know? And then like, right at the end of the class, he's like, Hey, good class. I'm going to take off. And he's like, sorry about that again. He's like, um, he's like, I don't remember what he said exactly, but he's like, I, I listened to the Road to Black podcast episode four, whatever it was. He goes, <laughs> I know better. I know how you're what, how you're looking at me right now. <laughs> so he just got was, a good laugh out of it. But, I, I uh, thought, it, I thought it, I thought it might be the the dogs got on him. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have to say anything. It was just the, the oh, other yeah. dogs in the yeah. class who were like, dude, why are you why are you late? You know this, you know you can't be late to this class. Yeah, exactly. You're not allowed to be late to this class. Then no. then you gotta pull the reins back on the dogs a little bit. Exactly. And it's yeah. okay, guys. You let me know. You know, but that's that's a cult that's but you know, that's not a bad thing. That's a culture thing, you know? Like yeah. you have to set the culture of of the class, of the environment, and usually once that culture gets set the you know you might have to say something as an instructor a time or two but once that culture gets set it will by and large people will accept that culture and 100 percent and 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 mm-hmm. just that's just the uh i don't want to see it necessarily the culture that's the expectation yeah that's the expectation that you're going to be late or you're going to be on time to this class because that is the expectation of the class like and it's it's called out when somebody's late because it disrupts learning of the instructor, disrupts the teaching of the instructor. It disrupts the learning of the other students. And it puts the other person who's late um, into a little bit of a panic, trying to get there, get changed, get integrated in class, get a partner. uh, And it just disrupts the whole flow of the Mm -hmm. class. So when you set that culture and you have that expectation and that's a part of the class kind of camaraderie, if you will. Yeah everyone kind of picks up on that and it'll, oh, it'll set itself mm-hmm. and it, it does and because you're, you're gonna have new people they're gonna come yeah. and go or or new, new you know people that might not train in this particular class or whatever class you're in but everyone has to help with that you know and that's yeah. kind of what we're getting at is like you have to understand what the culture of your gym is what you know what the etiquette is what are the norms um they're diff they're completely different you know one of the things i've you know, after he, the same day today, actually, I realized that, and I don't know when this happened, but I, I, we talked about this on that podcast too, but if you're, you know, stepping onto the mat and off with the shoes and that kind of thing, I know I mentioned that before, but, um, you know, it's just like hygiene and stuff and it's already a very close contact sport. So 
you want to keep it clean. You know, there's a reason why we don't wear shoes on the mats. We mm-hmm. don't track crap in. So take it another step, be smarter, you know, make sure your flip-flops are clean and they're not black. Yeah. You know? It's like, it doesn't do you a lot of good if, you know, that type of thing. But like today I noticed like everyone's shoes were nice and lined up along alongside the mat. And it just makes for, it's a more organized approach for in between rounds or if people are taking drinks, you know, everyone's stepping off. It was, and I did realize that actually today, and that's why we're talking about this is just these little instances come up, but that's part of everyone and contributes to that, you know? Yeah. And that, you know, it's, if someone comes in new, they might not know that, but if they see all those shoes lined up, they're watching people and everyone's organized that, that sets a good example. Right. I mean, yeah. It's one less thing you have to worry about. You know, we shouldn't be, that stuff should just be done. You know, Mm -hmm. the hygiene, the cleanliness, the respect. Let's focus on jujitsu so we're not distracted by these other things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I completely agree. I had something in my head that was just going through and then I I lost it. But um, I had a, a, when you texted me about this, you wanted to go over a little bit of etiquette Mm -hmm. it kind of came at uh, a fitting time because i had somebody here that was asking me what are you know asking me about traveling with jujitsu and the i'm going to come back to that but the the thought that i had with um my my previous thought that i lost was with expectations at different parts within the expectations for like a new person is different than the expectations of more of a intermediate person or more of an advanced person. Mm-hmm. So I was going to text you about that today when we were kind of going back and forth about it. But, um, you know, those expectations are, are different in my opinion, at least, um, some of them, you know, when you're some of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the basic stuff, <clears throat> the cleanliness, the hygiene that's for everybody. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you just never get away with that. Don't be the smelly guy on the mats, you know, wash your stuff, mm-hmm. make sure all, all the hygiene stuff is just cut, you know, cut your fingernails, cut your toenails, um, all that type of stuff. But, you know, being when you, it's very hard to, uh, when you're, you, you walk into, and we talked about this on the last podcast, it's hard walking into a jujitsu gym the, the, for the very first time you Everyone there knows each other. Everyone there has got like history with each other. You're walking in, you're the new guy, you're in a new environment. You're, you don't know any of the culture and expectations, even as far as hygiene goes, mm-hmm. you're just brand new. So the, the more established students, the intermediate, the advanced students, you know, I think there's, you know, I do think they're the expectation for more advanced students is to become like ha- create the the welcoming type yeah, of environment exactly. you know the support um, system you're, the support you're... the, the mm-hmm. support system the, the support structure within yep. that i think that's the the requirement of the more advanced people who are the the more advanced intermediate advanced students yeah. you know who are they're they've just been there. you know yeah. they've been there they, they've been around they know you know and i think it does take it takes um a little bit of stress off the coach as well, because if, you know, you're a purple belt, brown belt and you pull, you know, you pull the new guy out of the line and you mm-hmm. just take him to the side and you know, I'm going to, let's work on X, Y, or Z, whatever, whatever beginning yeah. move we're going to, we're going to work on for the day. You just take that upon yourself. Yeah. 
it it really does help the the coach to to be able to apply the things that he's going over to the class as a whole and you kind of are able to yeah work with that student you know so 100% i think uh it's like jujitsu is i think that's why people are drawn part of the reason why people are drawn to jujitsu is like and i i know they are we felt that or personally we know that from listeners we know that from just it creates this bond between the practitioners you know that people on the outside might not understand and maybe it's like this in other sports but there's a lot of sharing of ideas and knowledge and information in jujitsu it's literally what we do all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the, your instructor is doing that your coaches you're sharing you're going back and forth you're you're solving problems together you know so I think that the sport itself, the art itself lends itself to that where it really, now maybe you're an introvert and you're not going to say much and you don't even want to offer your expertise. You might be a brown belt that's super skilled, but you're just like, I'm not really talking to that person over there. Or maybe Mm -hmm. you're just a jerk that, and that could be it too. But for the most part, and maybe it's because of the circles I'm in, everyone really seems to, and I promote this as well. Like I, I've always just tried to do more and more as I get higher in the belts with lesser, with newer people, you know, just help out more, help my coach out more. Um, I've, I'm the one helping my coach clean the mats, you know, I'm like doing everything because I know there's a lot of pressure on coaches and instructors and it's not an easy job. There's a lot of responsibility Mm -hmm. there. So all these things we're talking about, it's like, it's like with anything, if you're an employee of a business, you have certain responsibilities that you need to do to help the team or help the groups move forward and be successful yeah. in whatever you're doing. So I really like, I mean, one of the things I saw, like a really young kid, I mean, he's, I think he's in his first or second year of college, I believe. We have a couple of young guys in there. Um, and he's a white belt, you know. He's a white belt, but he's been there long enough. And I saw him helping, literally helping a brand new white belt. Like, okay, we're going to learn how to tie your belt. So that I just saw from across the room. I'm like, that's because I always try to like reset people's belts, white belts. Because I don't want you to get to like, I know blue belts and they can't tie their belt still, you know. And if it's a celebrity, I know brown belts that can't tie their belts. It's like, come on, that's like a simple, you know, there's many ways to tie it, but there's, there's also many ways not to tie it. Right. Yeah. And that's a respecting your uniform and respecting the art. And, but my point is, is this young man, he, he realized that this person really had no idea what they were doing. And I had my own experiences with this, with putting on the gi pants the first time I had no, no idea how to tie them. You know, I'm, I'm like, stressing to get these things tied and get out on the mat in time. And I don't even know what's going to happen out on the mat. It's like my first class. Luckily somebody came along. He was a blue belt at the time and helped me taught me how to tie jujitsu pants. Mm-hmm. Cause normally they're not, as you know, it's not, if you don't know how to tie them. No, you got to pull them from the sides, right? I yeah. Mean, uh, most of them. Um, if you try to just tie them regular, it's not going to work. So he helped me along. So it was a good, I mean, it happened to me, you know, on my very first day. It's like someone yeah. reached out and took me under their wing and helped me tie my pants. And also that day, he also, that same guy helped me, you know, get through the lesson. You know, I was like brand new, you know. So um, that that is 
really important to like help onboard new people. So as a as a any anybody, I shouldn't even I'm not even gonna say an upper belt. If you're experienced like this white belt who's been training for at least a year, I'm talking about, hey, he knows certain things and he knows what the the etiquette is. He can help mm-hmm. other people, you know, and that's what it takes. You know, it's like so first you have to learn your own uh the own the norms at your own gym. Yeah. But then we're talking about like in your instance, you were gonna bring up someone that might be traveling. Yeah. So we have this other layer of protection, I'd say. So you have to have another layer of thought process. So you know what your gyms, hopefully you would know what your gym's norms are. Now, just don't, the first thing you have to do is just don't assume that that's how it is everywhere. Mm-hmm. So then you have to start, and I'm curious to see what you told this person, but you know, I would, I would suspect you're going to be contacting the gym, understanding somehow what their process is. You know, it could be everything from, do you purchase one of their geese, which some schools require to mm-hmm. even train there. You have to wear their uniform. Um, that's a lot of... You know, and some people would be turned off by that alone, and maybe you are, and that's fine. But then there's others to be like, that's a form of respect. You're going to let me train in your academy, okay? I'll wear your uniform. You know, I'll yeah. have it. I'll have it for the next time I come by. Um, what was yeah. your yeah? So the the uh, adv- so the context was traveling and mat fees. Um, that was the specific context. Yeah. I said, I'll if I'm tra- if I'm traveling, I'm training. I always expect to pay yeah, that fee exactly it's just at least I'd offer it at least i, I always offer it, offer it uh yeah. and i expect to pay it if you know i've had a bunch of i've traveled a bunch and i've had places say yeah don't worry about it man just come train you know yeah i think and it's different how long you're going to be there a one drop-in is different than a week mm-hmm. of drop-ins so then that changes things right but i i, I just said yeah you should expect to pay um, some sort of drop-in fee, whatever they tell you, however long you're going to be there, just ask yeah. them. Um, when I went down to, uh, I trained at the auto school down in Denver. Um, before I went and trained there with them, my questions, I had a bunch of questions for them. One of them was, um, do you have any sort of gear requirements? Like you had already mentioned, they said, nope, just wear whatever. My next follow-up question was, can my geese be patched with a team patch? Good point. And um, they said, you can wear whatever geese you want. Patches or not, we, we don't mind. And because, so I, ha- all my geese minus one are patched. Yeah. So I keep one that is just blank because of that instance. There are certain schools. Some schools are, want you to use their gi. Yeah. Um, some will just, let you have a patch. And they, yep. Yeah, some some will make you wear their wear their geese. Most of the times, if you are traveling to those schools, they have them for a rental fee, mm-hmm. and so you just rent their geese, and it's all good. Yeah. Um, some schools will allow you to wear your own geese. They don't want patches. Yeah. So no team patches. So that's why I always keep a blank gee, and I just have that one as like a travel. I usually always travel in it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a blank gi that, and then there's other schools like the auto school down there. They just don't care about, they don't care where, where you're from. Come have yeah. a good time. Don't worry about patching. Don't, we just wear, where the, their mm-hmm. only requirement was you had to have a rash guard underneath your gi. So everybody had to wear a rash guard. So another good point. Yeah. Another good point. No problem with that. Wear your rash guard. 
Um, some schools require it under your gi. So um, they were requiring that as like a hygiene issue. So um, another thing to kind of add into your questioning, do you require rash guard under your gi? You know, so yeah. th- that's what I go through is if I'm traveling, mm-hmm. mat fees, how much? Um, gi requirements, patches, no patches, rash guard, no rash Colors. guard. Colors. Whatever. Colors. Yeah, you can delve down into one. the gi thing. Colors. Like our, my gym is, uh, we only allow three colors during regular yeah. training. So white, black, or blue. You know, you yeah. can have some rainbow gi or even, even, you know, no fluorescent pink geese for us. So, do you um, have an opinion about that? Not about our, not about our school, but about the the various color geese in general and their. I do, I do. I prefer not some of the crazy. I don't know. I shouldn't say crazy. Like I sound like an old man, but it doesn't really matter in the end. But it does. I understand the uniformity of requiring a certain color set. You know, and and just because you also understand this is a martial arts that it's very traditional that people dress the same. Not not to say that you can't break from tradition, but, you know, we're wearing the same kimonos. Um, It's more about the training versus the what you're wearing. You know, don't be too flashy. But here I am. I make designer geese. So um, I say that on one hand and but you probably aren't going to see me make a, a a bright red gi or even, you know, or some crazy colored no, no camo. No, I mean, I I'm a fan of camo. I like some, I've seen some cool, I really actually like army green geese, but mm-hmm. I think there's a time and place for those. And, um, I'm a big fan of camo, you know, it's, uh, when a bunch of Marines are training and they're all in camo geese, that looks pretty badass. But when you're the only one in a camo gi and you're in the middle of the city, you know, you might stand out a little bit, but I, I, it, I don't really care one way or another. You know, I've had some, uh, I've, I've had the craziest color gi I've had is probably like a gray gi, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of gray gis out there. Yeah. Um, so I used to wear that to my Academy. And then at some point we had more of a stricter dress code, which is totally fine. I don't mind it. Um, I, I know another, one of the bigger academies here in the Valley, they only allow white geese, you know, and it's not Gracie Baja. It's a different Academy. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the best, competition teams here in the valley they only have white geese so it's because the instructor the gym owner likes the professional and the the old school look and professionalism of all white you know mm-hmm. and i com- completely can agree with that to that yes some of his students might not like that mm-hmm. idea but um you know it's people want to it's like with everything you know especially nowadays it's the social media people want to be flashy you want to have some every sport is like that you know everyone's yeah. trying to everyone has their own style and unique style so i understand that we all shouldn't look the same um but our our ours isn't res- too restrictive you know you have plenty of options if you have those three colors and that's that's those are the top three colored geese you know black white and blue obviously yeah and um but that is something that you'll have to understand and probably have to ask. And they'll probably tell you if you're asking, you're traveling, Hey, uh, what are the gi requirements? They'll probably just say, you know, maybe you can have your own gi. It's not patched, but make it a white gi. We all train in white. You know, you're not going to show up with some crazy color gi when everyone's in white. Uh, you definitely don't want to stand out that way if you're a traveler, you know? So yeah, you want to do everything you can to kind of be respectful and, um, and have fun, you know, and meet new people and, 
But that all starts with respect, obviously. You know, you can't come yeah. in like some asshole and disrespecting everything and walking on the mats with dirty feet or shoes or, you know, you're in there trying to train with a team and you're, you smell or something like that. You know, it's like your clothes stink. Yeah. Like you're traveling, you're, you're not going to get a warm reception if <laughs> your hygiene isn't up. So no. you got to be no. um, tip top tip top with everything and understand that you're a guest in this, these people's realm, you know, this and, is where they do their work. This is what they're, you have to respect that. So, and also a representative of the place that you're coming from too, Absolutely. which I think is uh, a good point. another, another, um, valuable thing when I, you know, when that, that's super important to me as being a representative of, you yeah. know, I'm not, I may, I may not go out. I may not win another tournament in my life, my lifetime. But if I'm, if I am wearing, uh, my team patch, you know, people are going to see how I, how I present myself, how I speak to mm -hmm. other students, how I roll with other students, how, if I smell and, you know, that one experience when people go and see that, that team out and about at other tournaments they're going to draw a accurate or not it's a snap judgment they're going to have a snap judgment of they're going to make an association between that interaction and that team and they're going to yeah. say that dude fucking stank and i and that, <laughs> that's that, you're those guys right you're those guys right. right there yeah you know all of them all of them yeah. I, I'll, I'll be honest i've got a, a, a i have a there's one team in mind i won't name any names they show up to tournaments every tournament. They show up in a specific colored shirt. They have a loud, obnoxious chant that they chant during every one of the team matches. Yeah. And it is, you know, <laughs> when you're on that team, it's probably it's pretty great. fun. Yeah. When you're not on that team, everybody is looking at that and thinking it's obnoxious yeah well you know it is, it is what it is you know it's that's my that's my snap judgment and yeah, now every time exactly. i compete against one of those guys i'm like oh man not only am Here i gonna is. not not only <laughs> yeah. am I, do i want to beat this guy i want to beat his whole team yeah you know exactly. so it that's that's that but that's my own that's my own snap judgment you know yeah so. well that's what we do we make snap judgments you know it's that's why it's important just to be respectful and don't forget that it's a martial art too. So you, there's a lot of honor and respect that goes with that. You know, we get into the sport aspect of it and, but you know, we're, you got to remember you need all the, in jujitsu, you need that training partner to survive. You know, you really mm -hmm. need each other to be able to do this sport. So, um, I, it's just so unfortunate. I had a training partner a long time ago that when I was a white belt, he was in there all the time and, He's no longer at our school and hasn't been for many, many years, but the guy, like it was, and I'm, I'm just like, I don't suffer fools lightly or like, I don't, uh, you can, I just, I was immediately put off by this guy's stench and just his hygiene was terrible. And he came from like an MMA gym and he was a dirty guy. Like it was really bad. Like, it wasn't just like, I could barely smell this guy. It was like, this guy's probably hasn't washed his gi. Like it smelled like an old 
gym locker. Like really, just really bad, like disgusting. Like the white gi was yellow, you know, it was yellowed. Mm. Where, and man, I had to endure this for so long. I never said anything to, I mean, I actually did start saying something to my coach who became a really good friend of mine, but it was just like, to me, I was just so put off by him. Like, how could you even, are you that clueless? You know, that it was just, you know, so it, it just, I actually disliked the guy because of that believe it or not. So just that Mm -hmm. perception, you know, it was like, I was so put off by someone that would be so clueless. I'm just, I just couldn't stand it. And it's unfortunate. I mean, I trained with him a lot, but I dreaded it every time. And I I literally like almost wanted to punish him on the mat because he smelled so bad. Like he stunk. I just pissed me off, you know? So I luckily in, in my circles, like I don't, I don't go to a lot of gyms and do a lot of open mats and training so i have a very small circle at my school you know people i train with and within my school but every i've never really had an issue since then so that's good though like i i'm at a position now i'll probably tell you something if you need to be cleaning your shit like i don't yeah. mind saying that to someone you know it's disgusting so but all of my training partners keep their shit clean you know it's like uh, you know it's just what you do you know and so i'm very actually proud of that that we don't have, I'm, I'm proud of it, but also just very happy that I don't have to run. Now that could change next week. We could get somebody moving in from some other school and he might not have the same history and, you know, so, yeah. um, but so it's, it know, it's only important to the people that are listening here. You just take care of your own shit. So don't be that guy. Don't be that gal. Make sure you're clean, you know, take like you, you glossed over the hygiene part, but it's a huge part. Like it's a huge, not totally. We're we're not even getting into the point of like staff infection where some gyms, you literally have to be careful with even going in because Mm -hmm. it's very well known that there's staff floating around or, or whatever it is, some kind of ringworm or some nastiness, a skin condition or whatever it is, you know, it's like. Yeah, you're going to get those from time to time, but if everyone keeps clean, you know, you got to you got to keep gotta it clean. Let, you got to keep the keep mats it, clean. You got to yeah. keep, keep your own shit clean. Yeah. You got to take showers after training and between trainings. It's like Yeah. common sense stuff, you know. We we did a lot of this with COVID. It forced gyms to kind of revisit even I'm sh- I know I know there I know of some gyms that had to like up their game in terms of hey, we need to install some more maybe some a shower here in this gym or put you know make it so that people can be more clean easier i don't know yeah. i'm i'm the type that i immediately take a shower at our academy we have facilities yeah and i just want to be clean now i also have a job that i go to and responsibilities immediately after training but even on a day where I'm always, but let's say the academy's packed and there's promotions and I'm training and you can't even get into the facility or some, some, for some reason, if I go home, I'm immediately showering. Like I don't, yeah, that's just my thing. Like I don't want your sweat on my, me for the rest of the day or, you know, so it's, everything goes in the wash, wash all your stuff, wash your belt. You know, we can't repeat that enough. It's like, it doesn't have special powers. You're not losing it. Um, wash it you know it's cotton so it it definitely it there's like nasty microbes and shit that can just stick to that stuff you know and if you people are grabbing your your belt your belt is literally thrown on the ground or comes off your gi every training is being dragged on the ground 
This is where people's feet are. You know, use common sense. It's attracting all of that crap. Yeah. It's literally like a mop. Um, as is your gi, you know, that stuff soaks in and we all can handle it during training. That's what you do. You just endure that, <laughs> you know, every other people's yeah. bodily fluids and stuff, but wash it, you know, wash it right away, get it clean. It's way nicer. We mentioned this on that last pod, that other podcast. It's way nicer when you're training with someone that smells good or doesn't, you know, there's no odor Dude, for sure. There. It's like, yeah, when you train it, you're going to be sweating ass and just getting crazy. And at, by the end of your training, you're not going to smell like roses, but let's not Dude, be, be that way at the start of training. We know? need to get Velasquez on the on the podcast because that dude has always got the best smelling geese. I'm going to show him a direct <laughs> shout out to Michael Velasquez. I think he's oh, ghost underscore MV or something like that yeah. on on Instagram. Uh, I mean, this dude has got the game. The the not only has he got the gee game down with. I mean, that dude has yeah. got some geese. But every time he would come to train, man. Dude, it was like, good. dude, it was like, it would be like rolling in a bed of roses minus the, <laughs> minus the thorns. It's that, okay. it's that, uh, fabric softener. That's what I don't know it. what he's got going on, but I want to, next time we do an etiquette podcast, he's, he's got to be special guest to give <laughs> everybody have, his, I'll report his regimen. I'll report. We'll do a, we'll do an Instagram live. He, he's, uh, he's in my classes in the morning, so. Oh man, that's too good. I I appreciate that. You know, it's I like, do too. I do too. It's better than the alternative. You know, it's uh, so you know, keep your shit clean, keep your nails trimmed, whatever it is. You know, it's like you know, if you if it's especially we don't talk about it a lot because I I haven't run into it too much. But if you see some kind of skin condition, you know, you really gotta yeah. You know, you gotta kind of ins- I you forget because you just go through the motions. But are we really inspecting our skin and stuff? But you should probably give your skin a once over and um ringworm and those types of things and and staff those kind of present themselves in different ways you know yeah. to different people so and they can be very extreme or very light um but it, it can be very contagious so i'm i you know to the it's, point. it's it's key that you keep everything clean for sure the gym and you i i'm to so. the point now where if i get even just like a tiny little bump like i know if it if there's a bump and it itches i'm all over it yeah. Like I am I'm monitoring. Yeah, you know, like exactly. I, I am I'm I'm following up on this. Mm-hmm. Uh so I'm pretty diligent about that. Do, have you watched any of the, the Daisy Fresh stuff? Uh no. I, I never watched it. Uh I've seen some clips on Instagram, but that's about it. These guys It's a pretty gross cleanliness. training room. Yeah, that's what I heard. They're basically living out of their back room or something it's or it's pretty rough. cars it's yeah. it's yeah, yeah i don't I mean it's, it's maybe certain it, people might not mind that i could never even train there i'm just too much of a like a clean freak i just couldn't do it i mean call me whatever you want to call me but i just to me i'd be yeah. too worried about that i'd just be too focused on because i've 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 been in i've been like in gyms and and i have been in places where immediately i've noticed how nasty the mats were or something i'm like wow like that's you know you this is how you keep your gym you know it's like i don't know man it's it's like everything if it's if it's it could be you or it could be the gym owner that doesn't have a clean facility like you said or but it what is it it's a lack of focus like it's sloppiness it's sloppy it's laziness you know yeah 
And it does. It, it, we're not doing this all for just so we can look pretty. It's like this is literally a medical, like yeah. preventing something serious, very serious that can happen to athletes. You know, and it doesn't take any time at all. No, that's the that's the part that does that bothers me. Is yeah, that it's exactly. like I'm like, you know, it's it's just grab your backpack with the spray bottle, mm-hmm. spray it down. And then run the big mop over it. Don't skimp on the cleaning stuff. Run your big mop over it. Throw the yeah. mop in the wash. I mean, th- like it. So, so for the listeners that don't train it, GD Jiu Jitsu, G has got two big mat spaces. How big are those, Matt? Paul, you probably know the actual dimensions. What are they? Probably I don't like actually. 30, 30 by 30 60, or 40. Maybe. Yeah. 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 So, so l- large, mm-hmm. you know? large two large mat spaces um and it takes for those for to clean one of those man you got one less, person one person to do it t- yeah exactly yeah i do it all the time if you've got <laughs> two people to do it if you, two people doing it it's like less than five minutes yeah. one person sprays one person follows it up with a mop yeah no time there's no reason that people should not be no. cleaning their mats after every training session and you know what students can help clean them you know because your coach has a lot of stuff going on especially if you have one coach at your academy he's trying to juggle new new clients coming in and people leaving another class and he's got kids and parents over here and just finished up a class here it's like pitch in you know we're all training so um I just always tried to help my coach in the morning it's like I train here too this is my sweat I can clean clean up after myself you know yeah, uh, just have that attitude. It doesn't take very long. You know what it is though? Some places don't have the proper like cleaning stuff. Like I've seen guys cleaning the mat. I've seen like big names cleaning their facilities and they have like a mop that's like 16 inches long. It's like that is going to take you for of course it's going to be hard. <laughs> you know, because you got to be smarter about this. Like, you know what I mean though? I, Cause totally. I'm spoiled. I totally we have, a, we have a monster, we have a monster mop. So that thing's yeah. like seven feet long. It's like, yeah, it doesn't take much. I I go over it like twice. Cause it just doesn't take very long. It's just like you spray disinfectant and you're cleaning the mats. Um, we do it. Obviously we do it between every class. So dude, you're pretty we legit. Lot, we have a lot of classes. You're pretty legit. You post those pictures in the mornings of the clean mats. There you go. And dude, dude, I don't, I'm, I'm peeping game on that because it's like a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> they are like glistening with, with the solution yeah. and that's how they need to be. Like, yeah. don't leave them thirsty, you know, don't, don't leave them thirsty. That's what don't Josh, leave them. you know, who taught me that was Josh Rodriguez. Cause I was helping him. This is years ago, but he's like, put more on it. We, we need to right. soak those things. So that's what I, sure. I mean. It's true though, you know, because if you don't put enough on you're there's still splotches or you're missing. So it depends on the tool, you know. I mean that that works good for us. So at our gym we have a we have a pump sprayer. One guy can go around pump spray it all, just wet it all down. It we have like, you know, COVID killer, disinfectant, crazy good stuff. Um and then another just has a mop, you know, and you just go around and clean it and we keep the mop heads clean. Everyone's a new one you're using, so be smart about that and wash it and it doesn't take long and it that's that's pretty damn clean you know um yeah that method the method cleans it pretty well you know i've seen guys and sometimes you know we might have to sweep the mats first or mop them off for hair and all that stuff first you know that's we do that and 
I've seen other people vacuum their mats. It's yeah, that's a what lot, I do you mine. Know? Yeah, you, you, it depends on your space, but you can do it in a smart way and, and you know, enlist the help of, you know, we don't probably have, we have some gym owners here, but they know. Every gym owner I know that follows the Road to Black or that we've had on as a guest, their their gyms are in pristine condition. Yeah. So, um, we don't associate with slobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. No. Or I mean, tardiness. Yeah. <laughs> just got to be perfect. Got to be perfect <laughs> in every way. No, I mean, no, those are just two. Like, it, we talked about this before. The gym has a responsibility to provide a clean, a clean facility. That's part of what no, they I do. Agree you know? with that. You're not going to attract business, if, especially, especially people that aren't. You know, it, and we did talk about this too. If it's an MMA gym, maybe there's an expectation that everyone knows how to train. It's a dirtier place. Yeah, that definitely is the 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 reputation MMA gyms have. Yeah, that they're a little bit dirtier, more gymish than maybe a cleaner, crisp jujitsu academy. But how are you going to get new people and keep them if your place is disheveled? Like, yeah, you know, it's clean, dirty. You know, and you have dirty people there. It's I think I think it's the more people do it, the, the people are getting it. You know, we have we have a super, you know, we have we have everything. Every there's processes in place. That's the biggest thing. Obviously, if you're a business owner, you know this. I know this. It's how I keep my facility clean. It has to be cleaned all the time. There has to be a process that covers the cleaning, right? And you have to hold people accountable. But gyms mostly will have this set up. Otherwise. You're gonna get hit or miss. Maybe the mats yeah. aren't getting cleaned every class. Maybe they get clean. And I, trust me, there's places here in the valley that don't clean after every class. Maybe yeah. they clean at the end of the night or something. But yeah, um, you know, in our gym, they take it serious. There's a big poster right by the training area. It has all of the do's and don'ts and the etiquettes. It's kind of the poster that you've seen where it shows all like the stick figures and people mm-hmm. have made memes out of it. On the flip side, you know, which are yeah. funny too, but. Um, one of the last things I was going to mention, and we could have many episodes on this, but the other thing is, um, a friend of mine was talking to me about, he's a gym owner. He's going to be a future guest on the podcast. Um, he's a gym owner here in, in, uh, Mesa, Arizona. And he's in, in my opinion, he's got a really nice onboarding system for his new members. Okay. And I won't. I don't want to cover too much because I want him to explain this part because I think it's valuable and it it covers a lot of what we're talking about here. But he incorporates and his 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 issue was is and we can go back, but he had a student that it, actually it was his himself when he started training jujitsu many years ago. Uh, we were talking about etiquette, and one of the things he remembers is that being new, you know, he he got put in like. Where he trained, it was literally like a small closet where you got trained or changed out. So it was already like not a really big facility. You get changed out. And there he is. He said he opened he opened the dressing room curtain and the class is already on the mats. He just and he just walks on the mats. And it's like right away someone had to tell him, Okay, we bow before the, you know, entering the mat. So there's another one that we don't really gyms are different, right? And mm-hmm. people are different. It, you might take that one upon yourself, but, and I'm guilty of it too, where every time I'm not bowing, sometimes you run 
for something or run for a drink and then it's like you run back on the map but i try to remember like some of the and our gym isn't really super strict on that but we do have a chart right in that area that shows bowing is usually a good thing you know Mm -hmm. just paying respect bowing to the mat or your instructor you know um not leaving the i remember this when i was first starting not leaving the mats before class ends you know without talking to your instructor because again that's another distraction um plenty of times when i was new i kind of wanted to do that you know i was almost like oh you're intimidated or you have a really tough role right when you first start and it's like oh do i want to be here i mean i have those thoughts you know at first and but that's part of the reason is you can't just get up again your training partner's just left there and i'm i'm see ya i'm taking off i'm not into this anymore today so <laughs> that's another one but going back to my buddy that owns the gym with the bowing he he realized some of those shortcomings in his own onboarding so that now that he's a gym owner he can uh he tries to incorporate a lot of the things we're talking about into like an onboarding process for a new student. So you're actually going through a small education on what it is like to train jujitsu and to train at their gym. So I really like that approach. It's a very, it's, it's, it's a little, it's not, it's not so much where like with me, some of the things were talked about, but most of it, you just learn by going through like leaders of, by example, you know, people are, mm-hmm. just, you just look to see what other people are doing. Right. It's like everything. You go through a warm up and they're like, okay, it's time to shrimp. You don't know how to shrimp. It's your first time. You look around. I'm looking to the right and the left of me. You better learn how to shrimp. You know, it's like, yep. so it's the same thing with conduct, right? You kind of look to see how people act. But I liked his approach because he's actually incorporating that into like a new student orientation where, okay, this is, uh, this is what you want to do. This is how we're going to start. These are your expectations for training. This is how difficult it's going to be. So I really liked his approach and part of it did include some of that kind of honor and respect stuff, at least for their school and what their expectations were. So uh, we'll get him on and talk a little bit about more about that because it's good for gym owners to hear, but also just for students, you know, and, and how, you know, we like to share like different coaches and gym owners uh, approach or ideas about certain subjects. This would be another one that you could, Mm-hmm. take with you and understand hey maybe my gym's not doing that but maybe that's something i want to do is pay a little bit more respect here or have more be more cognizant about the way i'm speaking to someone or you know um i i man our class is really respectful i really you know every time people are leaving it's almost over the top like everyone really makes sure they're shaking people's hands that they can they always come up to the coach and Thank you for the class. And that, so that's, it means a lot, you know, especially yeah. know, being a coach. I really respect that because you come up and say that good class. I really enjoyed this or thank you for the instruction. Like that is meaningful, you know? So that's what you want to make an impact on people. So don't forget about that part too. I, I, if I take anything home or if I can give anybody to take home is help your instructor out and your coach, you know, and I'm not talking about me specifically, but especially guys like g like Juju, like uh, gustavo he's just like he's like a pioneer with the school out here so mm-hmm. he's just seen it all been and that's a lot of difficult work over the years and to manage all those people and manage all those processes and every single day you know it's like that you know as a business owner but if you don't you don't realize that this these people are working all the time for you mm-hmm. 
It's not just yeah. on the days you go in. It's like all the stuff that makes the gym run that allows you to train there. So be respectful to your coaches and your, your academy owner and, you know, pay your dues and have honor in jujitsu and keep it clean and help out when you can. And that, that can be anything from mopping the mats to showing a, a white belt how to tie their belt, you know? it's yeah. it, And that is really what builds camaraderie in that family atmosphere, which I see yeah. so much across most, most gyms out here. I mean, have a really good uh, concept of that, you know? Yeah, man, you couldn't have said it better, man. I, I completely agree. Awesome, so. man. Let's end it on that, man. We'll, uh, Let's we'll take it. a bow and get out of here. You got anything big planned for this week training? No, we're, uh, kind of, we're in our last week. We might, we might do one more week. We're in our last week of, uh, passing the De La Hiva and then we are, uh, moving to, to some different curriculum. So, uh, nice. Yeah. We're, we're training, training here is, I think it's going pretty well, man. I'm enjoying it and teaching. It seems like these guys are picking stuff up and putting it to good use. And, um, you know, they're having fun. They're they're having fun. I know they're, they've got training journals going and, you know, they're, uh, I think it's, it sounds to me like they're enjoying, um, the instruction. So it's, uh, awesome. It's really good for me, man. I, I, I really like it. So sounds great. Anybody you guys follow Wes at the BJJ Physio on Instagram or Facebook, check out some of his services, his posts. He's, Wes shares a ton of good information on there. Um, it's just a great follow to get some good insight on you know his philosophy on some training and recovering, strength training. Um, you can follow my company, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu, um, at Roll Union. We got, man, there might be a couple sizes left of the transition almost sold out i know if you're an a2 or an a3 i i got one sitting on the shelf for you and those are popular sizes so grab one before they're gone they won't be made again get great feedback on that gi um i saw a couple people winning tournaments with it um mm. over the weekend one uh, you know a couple guys warm at nationals i had one guy that traveled california local tournament former training partner two arm bars and a gold medal wearing my gi. So um, it's cool to see guys are really liking it. I, I love this one. Um, I got a couple more in the works. Um, I probably can't share too much about it now, but be ready for the next drop in the next month or two. And uh, we'll get some good no gi gear out there too. If you're in the Valley and you want to recover your body, I don't probably don't mention this enough. We have a lot of Arizona listeners come and see me at chill fit cryo in Tempe. That's my main business. Um, I treat a lot of jujitsu athletes. I had somebody in there today. Um, I absolutely live and die by this stuff, man. I mean, it's for every day, just the wear and tear of jujitsu. I man, after a training session, when I get in there, because I usually will recover with cryo within an hour after training. I swear to God, it like brings me back to life. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. I, Cause you know, sometimes I just want to lay there and like take a nap. I'm like, Oh, I'm just so, <laughs> you know how it is. It's like, you know yeah. how it is. It's always, you know, if you have a hard training session, it's like that, but man, this helps me so much because it's like, it just alleviates a lot of that everyday wear and tear and soreness. So 
it's just a cold, you know, three minutes of freezing cold vapor and it feels great. And especially here in the summer, now's the time we got some, some good, uh, membership deals going on. Check it out. We also have a, a device. If you get injured, your jujitsu, we've done, I've done probably hundreds of these on jujitsu guys, but uh, localized cryo where we just put cold right on a specific area. So it's like a, it's like a, an icing treatment, like, you know, almost like an ice pack on steroids, but where an ice pack, you can only leave it on there so long. It starts, you can burn your skin. This thing, we have controlled cold vapor and we just cool all the tissue around it. And it's like, we see amazing results for inflammation because a lot of that stuff is just in inflammation, you know? Mm-hmm. You got elbow, you know, your elbow has got a little tendonitis yeah. in there. It's just, I mean, people are shocked. They're like, that's all it took was like one or two sessions. Like sometimes it's just a little flare up, you know, doesn't mean there's like an injury or something. You know, yeah. It's just a little sore there. So check it out. Chill fit cryo. We're in Tempe. Um, Royal Union Jiu Jitsu, the BJJ physio. Follow us. We'll check you out next week. Everybody have a safe right. week of training and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes, he'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear, Check them out, rollunion.com. Follow on Instagram, at rollunion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.